Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Today we have uh, two panelists with us who are going to discuss women's issues relating to homelessness, PTSD, unemployment, and women and their children living in shelters. Our first guest is Madeline Harwood Haywood. Uh, she is actually a veterans benefits uh, supervisor, uh, counselor of the pu- uh, public contact uh, team, and we have Alice Harston, who is a U.S. Air Force veteran and U.S. Department Veteran Affairs Regional Chicago Office Legal Administration uh, Specialist. Uh, Both of them have really uh, pretty long careers in the VA system, and uh, Madeline Harwood has worked for the Department of Veterans Affairs for over 30 years. Her VA career began at the Heinz Benefit uh, Delivery Center in 1988. Uh, four, Four years later, in 1992, she took a position as a uh, Veterans Benefits Counselor of VBC at the Chicago VA Regional Office. She has held many positions within the regional office. She has uh, been a supervisor for over 10 years. She is currently the coach supervisor of the public contact team. Uh, The public contact team consists of five legal administrative specialists, LAS, and two congressional liaisons, one homeless veteran outreach coordinator, military services coordinators, and one intake specialist. Our team is responsible for congressional and White House inquiries, VA call center inquiries, and other regional office inquiries and virtual outreach events. Um, Alice Harston uh, grew up on the south side of Chicago, yay, uh, she spent 10 years in the U.S. Air Force. She is a veteran who currently works as legal administration specialist for the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Regional Office in Chicago, Illinois. She has 25 years serving veterans as a veteran services representative adjudicating benefits claims. She is currently the Women Veterans Coordinator for the VA Regional Office. She also gives monthly briefings to new patients as the new patient coordinator at the Jesse Brown VA Medical Center. Ms. Harston also passionately walks the veteran through the claim process, uh, ensuring that veterans are educated on the claims process. It is an honor to have both of you here. And why don't you start us off, uh, Madeline, uh, telling us a little bit more about uh, the uh, VA uh, Benefits Supervisor Council role and what you're actually doing at the VA. Absolutely. Uh, My role, they call us a coach, but it's basically the supervisor. Mm -hmm. We are the face of the VA at the regional office. After you come through the entrance, the metal detectors, our area is the first you would come to. We service veterans every day. Well, as of March 18th, the office closed, and so we have been trying to find a way to service veterans. So we have done a few creative things to try to see if we can get veterans things that they need, such as letters, um, forms, um, 
filling out applications, filing claims, and the like. So, you know, it's changed because of COVID. Okay, we yes. just do things a little different. Oh, yes, yes. What, how, what yeah. kind of uh, problems have you seen with COVID as far as, you know, interacting with people? I know that there's a lot of uh, telework going on, uh, but, you know, are there any special uh, issues that you've seen that you really, um, you know, feel that uh, there, you know, there's some bridges that you had to cross or, you know, in order to make sure that people uh, got the services they need? Absolutely. Our office, 90% of the work that we do is interface with veterans. Mm-hmm. So all of that went away as of March 18th. Everybody in the regional office is now teleworking. So we had to be creative to be able to reach out to the veteran because basically we just had a sign on the door saying we're not open. So we normally, January, February, and March, we average about 1,000 veterans a month. Mm -hmm. So we had to see how we could capture their needs and help them with us being a telework. Wow, a thousand a month. That sounds uh, daunting for anything you're doing, <laughs> even Absolutely. selling ice cream cones. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, as a matter of fact, in February of 2000, yeah, 2000, we saw over 1,600 veterans in February. And a lot of that came from veterans needing letters to, um, you know, to um, benefits letters. They needed tax letters because, you know, if you're a veteran and you have a certain percent, um, the Cook County Assessor's Office or the Assessor's Office in your area takes a certain amount off of your property tax with a letter. So we would have to give them a letter for them to present with their exemption application. So that's why it was that high in February. Okay, great. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. Alice, you you know, you are – uh, I'm looking at your background. It's just incredible. But a veteran service representative uh, adjudicating benefits claims, and you also are working, you know, with the women veterans uh, as a women's veterans co- coordinator for the VA regional office. And we know that we were talking about the issues about homelessness, PTSD, unemployment, and uh, women and their children living in shelters. And one of the things that we have to really uh, have a a feel for right now is that actually uh, women have lost more jobs than men because many of them are in the service sector. Uh, Many of our veteran uh, women who have served honorably for the country have come back and uh, taken jobs in those types of uh, arenas for work. Uh, so are you seeing anything, uh, you know, any increases or any special issues that you're confronting, uh, especially in a COVID environment? Uh, I see um, maybe an uptick in claims, uh, mm-hmm. veterans filing claims for um, PTSD, because I understand mm-hmm. um, being a time like this can sometimes um, interfere with daily life and kind of, you know, goes hand in hand with PTSD. I mean, you know, emotions and stuff like that. So we do see uh, kind of like a um, shift in the in claims. Um, we want to encourage veterans to please not to, you know, give up to file the claim. Sometimes they're kind of discouraged. Um, don't give up. I mean, if it if sometimes veterans, you know, file claims 
they're denied, I would say to, you know, seek further assistance from us or even seek the assistance from a state service representative, you know, someone to assist. Yeah, and, and one of the things that, you know, um, I actually was uh, thinking about this and talking to some people about it, but, you know, before uh, COVID-19, you know, I would see people on the street and I, I would give them money, especially if there's a veteran, you know, I would, uh, you know, just dig, dig into my pocket and give them some cash, you know, to help them out because of the, what they're confronting. But now because of COVID-19, people aren't on the streets. They don't go to work downtown. They don't go to the places that, you know, these uh, people who are homeless right now uh, who normally would uh, at least have some kind of assistance, you know, where people can talk to them and have a social environment. Now uh, they're, you know, sort of locked away in different areas. You know, I, I go down to Walker Drive and see that all the time. And, you know, families on the street, right? And I've gone to a homeless mm-hmm. shelter where you see that. You see multi-generations on the street. So, um you know, in these kind of situations, what do you, you know, what do you advise veterans to do who are in that situation? Um, do, you, do you have any special things that you tell them to do, um, you know, as far as, you know, taking care of the health or, you know, potential outreach sources? I'll take that question, Alice. Um, one of VA's top priorities is to reduce or end homelessness among our nation's veterans. And we are directly contribute to that goal um, with, and I'm speaking of the Chicago VA Regional Office, with our commitment to every day of ending the veteran homelessness. As no veteran or any individuals, you have to be out in the streets and not have a safe place to call home. So now during these difficult times, it seems that almost everything is different and life can be challenging and overwhelming. But it's just important to know that VA's, VA homeless resources and service and care has not stopped. We are still here. Mm-hmm. So VA is open and available to assist veterans here locally in Chicago and nationwide. Mm-hmm. And because of these times, we absolutely have changed the way we do business, the Chicago VA Regional Office. Most of our outreach is virtual. Oh, yeah. So we part. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so we're going to help people can uh, contact you. Is there a telephone number, a website they can go to uh, to get? Absolutely. Yes, Alice, yes. can you give him the numbers? And any veterans can call these numbers. Can you give them the number, Alice? I absolutely can. Uh, numbers to reach the VA regional office are 312 Four four seven zero. We also have a backup number, which is three one two nine eight zero four three seven eight. Okay, very excellent, excellent. And we'll ask you to get those numbers again. You know, as we go down uh, down the program line, sure. so that uh, people can really uh, get that. Get your pens and pencils ready for it. <laughs> so it's going to come back. And actually, you. if you call either of those numbers during eight to four. 30 hours, 8 to 4, and those would be the hours that we would be open anyway. We'd be open at 9 to 4. But anyway, if they call that number, you will actually get one of my intake specials. And he will ask them for information, pass it on to one of the legal um, LASs, and they will call the veteran right back. Oh, fantastic. 
you know, if and, they call outside of hours, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, if they would call outside of hours, they will be able to leave a message. When we come in the next day or on Monday, we will put all of that information in the system, and somebody will call them right back. Okay. Yeah. Do, 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 you know. Uh, you know, Alice. I was wondering. Do you see any? Um, special problems with filing claims for veterans who are homeless and, um, you know, those with PTSD, because many times you need to have the proper documentation, you know, and, uh, you know, medical records and all those kinds of things, you know, to substantiate a claim. So, um, you know, what, what would you advise people to do if they are, you know, um, you know in a situation of trying to, uh, uh, you know, apply for a claim? That's a really good question. Um, one, you always want to have them to, um, when they come into the office or if they're filing online, we have them to submit the um, 526EZ application. That's just the kind of general application to file any kind of service-connected benefits. Um, normally, if veterans are filing for uh, PTSD or military sexual trauma uh, with PTSD, we have them to file a what is called a Form 0781. It is a form that uh, you give information. You kind of just, I won't say describe the incident, but you kind of give us a little bit more information about where you were, the date, um, and just kind of give us a little synopsis. Um, And the Form 4138, you can submit to us, which explains how you um, deal on day-to-day basis, uh, what what symptoms you deal with. You can even have a um, spouse to fill out a 4138, which is a statement of support or claim, to also um, describe her experience or his experience in dealing with you on a day-to-day basis. Or we like to know that what symptoms are involved and stuff like that. Okay. Um, we encourage veterans because it's a lot of, you know, shame, uh, mm-hmm. associated with filing for any kind of mental claims, especially military sexual trauma. Yeah. Um, we do not judge, and it's our job to make veterans feel comfortable and completely walk them through the process. In the event, it's something that we can have, handle. We're also willing to give a warm handoff to someone who can better assist them. Um, sometimes we have to um, speak to someone at the hospital, or rep at the hospital, or rep at the state service organization to assist the veteran more. But we are definitely going to be there to do everything that we possibly can to assist the veteran. Okay, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, it's really good that you uh, provided that. Um, you know, and I'm wondering. You know, also we were talking about uh, children living in shelters. You know, uh, women and ch- their children. So, uh, you know, I know that the focus is probably going to be mostly on the veteran, right through uh, the Veteran Benefits Administration. But what should they know about what um, how this affects their family structure? You know, does it, the family unit? You want to take that, Maddie, or you want me to take that one? I'll take it. Um, normally, if we have uh, female veterans who have families, we normally try to get them assistance from the VA hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, there is currently a HUD Dash program uh, for homeless veterans, and we have them to speak to a rep over at the one of the closest, uh, one, maybe one of the main VA hospitals, whether it be Hines, um, Jesse Brown. But we're, we we kind of follow through to make sure they're being assisted. 
Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. I'm sorry, my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my phone was on mute. So let me add a little to that. Oh, sure. <laughs> Additionally, through the CARES Act, special funding has been allocated to have the VA specially support homeless veterans. That has allowed VA to place hundreds and hundreds of elderly, COVID-positive, medically high-risk, and other priority veterans into extended stay at hotels and motels for months at a time Mm. or longer to provide a safe place for them to stay until we can assist assist to get them in more permanent transitional and uh, permanent housing. But what happens is this has helped because you know that um, there's it's hard for a woman veteran or a woman period with the family to get in the shelter. Oh. You know, it's easier for men. They'll go down to Pacific Gardens or Wales. But women, veterans with families, it's harder for them to get to a shelter. So a lot of them are living out of their cars and different mm-hmm. things like that. But with this um, CARES Act, if the veteran has a family, they're putting them up as well as um, the veteran into hotels and motels for months right now. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that that was going on. That's really an important point that uh, women with children really are having a difficult, more difficult time than men to get into uh, placements, right? Uh, Sure. Wow. Yeah. And then a lot of them don't even want to go to a shelter. You know, um, the guys will. They don't care. It's only them. But women with children, you know, fear. The fear um, of being in that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that environment, sure. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, what, you know, what advice would you give to people who are in the um, arena of uh, being unemployed? Because I'm sure that that there's some um, potential, um, you know, benefits. I know there are training programs for veterans and and such, you know, through the VA system. Uh, But uh, is there any effort to try to help them with their unemployment status, you know, by offering them uh, special uh, programs, or uh, there are some things I know that the, I, th- I believe the VA does um, some things around business, right? Uh, people who are starting businesses and doing those kinds of things. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's how that uh, plays into this whole role. Well, VA is really not into, you know, you have to do a small business loan. The VA is not into business loans or anything like that. We do have our vocational rehabilitation Ah, mm -hmm. area, but you have to at least be 20%. They will take you at 10% and kind of waive the um, other 10% to see if they can help you to find a job. But that's basically right now the only thing that we have, which is our VRE program. VRE, yeah, because I, I was wondering because with so many people being unemployed, you know, across the nation, uh, that's, mm-hmm. that seems to be you know one of the issues uh, that we have to pay attention to, and we still don't know. You know, I always mention that uh, you know about ninety-two percent of the people who have succumbed to COVID nineteen and have you know passed away from that. Um, are people who are 50 years old and older. And what that means for our society is that those are, you know, your uh, people who own businesses, your college professors, your legislators, your clergy, your faith-based leaders. I mean, it goes across the board, your teachers, right? Um, Absolutely. And we we really have to be uh, cognizant of what we're going to have coming out of this whole COVID thing. 
and that people yeah. may uh, need to be seeking employment uh, again and uh, making sure that that structure, that infrastructure is there to, you know, to really support people. Well, not only that, when a veteran actually applies for employment, mm-hmm. we um, they can sometimes get a 10-point preference if they're service-connected also. And we can provide those letters. We call them a 10-point preference letter, which means that Mm -hmm. if for the federal government, if they're taking a test or if they're adding scores up for something, they'll get an extra 10 points if they're service-connected. And if they're more than 30, then they have a priority on being hired of the federal government. Oh, fantastic. well, we're getting close to our time. Um, why don't you give it those numbers again and, um, you know, where you can be contacted. And we will, um, you know, then I'll, ha- you know, ask you a couple of uh, closing, uh, you know, remarks. Uh, but give okay. us those numbers again, and then we can uh, uh, go from there. <laughs> okay. The numbers are uh, 312-980-4470. And our backup number is? Three one two nine eight zero four three seven eight. Seven eight. Give them the email address also. It is vetinquiries dot vba dot chi at va dot gov. Okay, you want to give that one more time so people can. It's all one word too. Yeah, mm-hmm. vetinquiries uh-huh. dot vba mm-hmm. dot chi at va.gov. Okay. okay, excellent. Uh, so uh, why don't you give us a, l- a little closing statement? Uh, we have about uh, one minute to go. Uh, just give us, uh, you, know, an, uh, you know, what you're feeling about this. Uh, each of you take about 30 seconds and just give us like a closing statement, a real quick one. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll go. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, um, first of all, I wanted to say as far as homelessness is concerned, the VA has a national homeless veteran hotline that is open 24-7 every day of the year. Okay. And that number is 877-424-3838. Okay. And then Chicago locally, he a veteran, if they're having any problems, say, um, you know, right now they're sleeping in their cars or behind in their rent, you know, we're here for them. Mm-hmm. The Chicago number is 312-569-5750, and that's our Community Resource and Referral Centers. We call okay. it the CRRC. CRRC. Okay. Yeah, they have great local referrals and um, resources and VA counselors that can provide nonstop help. Okay, we have to close the show out now and go to oh. a break, <laughs> a commercial break. Uh, but okay. make a, a equipment, uh, Alice, that's uh, two words. <laughs> uh, just want to let everybody know, don't be uh, distur- discouraged to file a claim. Make sure you call us and we can walk you through the process. 
Okay, and it's vetinquiries.vba.chi at uh, va.gov and 312-980-4470, 312-980-4378, and your national 247-877-424-3838. Local Chicago, CRRC, is the 312-569-5750. Great to have both of you on, and we have to have you back. Thank you. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.